Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haperset would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. May the Lord shower His blessing, His grace, and mercy upon you. I'm so glad that we can come back to learn the Word of God together. This teaching is in the series called 80 Lessons Building Firm Foundations. In fact, there are altogether 18 foundational teachings, but I divided them into many parts, and you should follow all of them so you can build your Faith, life on a good foundation. In this teaching, I would like to continue to talk about the local church, the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. In the eyes of God, the church of Jesus Christ is so precious and He loves the church so much. We would like to continue to talk about how God looks at His church, what kind of attitudes he has toward his church. Let us pray. Father, we thank you so much, Lord, that we can learn from you. We ask your Holy Spirit to be our teacher. We open our hearts to hear from you. Please open our eyes to see the light of your truth. And we want to receive your revelation. Lord, help us to be doers of your word. And we realize, Father, that when we obey your word, we shall be blessed. And whatever we pray, you shall answer, Lord. We thank you, Lord, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. The church of the Lord Jesus Christ is called a family of God. The church is not just a building, but it composed of a group of believers, born-again Christians, who come together as a community, serve the Lord together, and also make disciples together and become the blessing to the communities and to the world. The church is a family. So when we say the church is a family, what does it mean? What is the practical point here? How do we apply this truth? The church is a family. First of all, we realize that each family has its members. I and my wife, we got married, and we start a new family together. After that, we have three children. When you look at the natural family, you can see the parallel characteristic and pictures that we can see in the spiritual family or the church. Number one, family members love one another. We stay together because we love one another. I love Pastor Da, that's why I marry her. And after we have children, we love them. We care for them. So the church is a family that is led by the love of God. You should make a decision to love the brothers and sisters in the same church. No one is perfect. 
I'm not perfect. Pastor Da is not perfect, but we unconditionally love one another. We forgive one another. We show love to one another by doing good to one another, praying for one another, supporting one another, forgiving one another, helping one another, and blessing each other. In the same way, in the local church, we should have the spiritual eyes to look at all the brothers and sisters in the church as a part of our spiritual family. I have two families in Seattle: the natural family, I am Pastor Da, and my children, and I have also the spiritual family. I belong. To a spiritual family, a local church. I love my brother and sister, and I know they're not perfect. They forgive me. I forgive them. We try to do good to one another, and support and encourage one another. People in the family who come together as one community should be committed to one another. I commit myself to Pasada. Pasada commits herself to me. In the same way, I commit myself not only to the head of the family, the Lord Jesus Christ, but I commit myself to brothers and sisters at New Hope International Church. I love them. I commit to them. We laugh together. We cry together. We suffer together, and we rejoice. And we grow together. We learn from the Lord and help each other to grow. We train each other to serve the Lord and work together as a team. Love and commitment are the characteristic of every natural and spiritual family. The church is not just a football stadium that people come in to just watch football game and everyone just. Rush out of the building and go home. No, we are a community of love and commitment. In the family, we also serve one another. For example, my son helped Pasada to really clean up the kitchen, wash dishes. He takes the garbage can out. He helped to clean up and look after his mom and dad. I take care of the family by going out to earn the income to feed the family, and when I come home, I help Pasada too in the household activity or responsibility. Pasada also clean up the kitchen, clean up the house. She takes care of me. She packs the lunch box for me. We serve one another. We become the blessing to one another. The family is not like a hotel that you walk in and you sleep, you get up, get out, and you don't have to do anything with the hotel room or with the bed or the blanket. But in the family, we have responsibility to take care of the house. In the same way, as a member of the church, you should participate in serving the Lord, serving each other, take care of. God's house together. If you see a piece of paper drop on the ground, you help by 
picking up, throwing in the garbage can. You tell your pastor, "What can I do? I have this gift. I have this talent. Can I be involved? Can I serve? I'll serve you. I pray for you. Whatever I can do, I will give my time, my energy, my talent, and my ability, my spiritual gift to be the blessing to this family. I want to get involved. I want to serve." Ephesians chapter five. Verses thirty to thirty-one. For we are members of his body. For this reason, a man will leave his father and mother and be united to his wife, and the two will become one flesh. You notice in this scripture, the Bible actually talk about the context of the church, and then continue to talk about a man who leaves his father and mother and joy with his wife to start a new family to become one flesh. So, you can see the family is about committing to one another, joy together, to become one, unity, united. The church should have unity. You should unite yourself with the mission, the vision. And the activity of your church, you should respect your pastor, who is your earthly spiritual father. Submit to him or her, love him or her, serve in the family. In each family, you have a dad and a mom, and the dad and the mom train the children to grow up to be godly people, to be good citizens of the nation. In the same way, in the church, God appoints some to be pastor, teacher, prophet, evangelist, to be leaders or spiritual father and mother of the local church, to train God's people for the work of service, to help people to grow, to find their giftings. Every church should have a very godly spiritual parent looking after the children of God. And as children, we respect and honor our pastor and our leader. When you show respect and honor to your pastor, you show respect to God, who assigns and delegates His authority and love to that leadership, that pastor or that teacher in your church. So we are trained in the church. We are built up in the church. We grow up in the church. If we don't join the church, no one gonna train us. No one gonna correct us when we do wrong or we, when we have bad attitudes or wrong motive. We should be in the local church so that we can be trained, taught, used by God, and we have spiritual covering. You notice that in each family, the parents will not let their children go on the street, sleep on the street. And can be robbed and destroyed by bad people, or get sick from cold weather, or get bitten by mosquito or something. The same thing. The church is like a house. There is a spiritual protection there. When you join yourself to a local church, you have special spiritual protection from the Lord. The church is like a household of God. Ephesians chapter two verse nineteen. Consequently, you are no longer foreigners and aliens, 
but fellow citizens with God's people and members of God's household. The church is a spiritual house, spiritual family, and we don't want God's people to be like an orphan floating around on the street, homeless people, no one to take care of. God loved His children so much; He put His children into different. Houses into different local churches, so that they will be taken care of, protected, trained, and they learn how to forgive one another, serve the Lord together. That church can be the place of unity, love, and commitment, and sharing of responsibility, and carry each other burdens. We come to the local church and we. Help one another to take care of God's business and look after one another. When somebody has sickness and cannot go to work, brother and sister in the church can cook for that person, go visit and lay hand and pray for that person. When somebody in the church need some help, the rest of the church can help that family, and that's how it works in the kingdom. God wants all of His people to be taken care of. The church is not just a social club, where people just gather together for some activity, and then leave their own direction. The church should be a loving, united, committed family of God that give glory to the Lord. You can see that the church is so precious in the eyes of God because it is His family. Like me, my wife, my children, and grandchildren are so precious to me. For example, yesterday, Pastor Da went out to buy some bento boxes. She did not buy bento boxes for uh, Japanese food for just me and her. She bought it for her son, our son, Paul, and she bought it for also our daughter family. She drove her car to that house and. Share the Japanese food with them. You see, she loves and care for her daughter and son-in-law and the two grandchildren. The same thing in the church. We care for one another. We bless one another. We buy some gift and give to one another. We pray for one another. We meet together in the care group and fellowship and spend time to encourage one another. Worship God together. We can go out on a mission trip together, serving the Lord together. Please look at the church as a family, as a household of God. The church is precious in the eyes of God. Not only the church is the family, the body. The church is also the bride of Christ. The Bible called the church the bride of Christ. A bride must commit herself to her groom. The groom is the Lord Jesus Christ. Ephesians chapter five, thirty-one to thirty-two. For this reason, a man will leave his father and mother, and be united to his wife, and the two will become one flesh. This is a profound mystery, but I am talking about Christ and the church. First Corinthians chapter seven verse fourteen: For the unbelieving husband has been sanctified through his wife, and the unbelieving wife 
has been sanctified through her believing husband. Otherwise, your children would be unclean, but as it is, they are holy. The Bible talks about husband and wife, and the believing husband sanctified the wife. In the same way, we as the bride of Christ, we come to the husband, the Lord Jesus Christ. He sanctified us, and we, together as a church, we start to have offspring. We evangelize. We save soul. People come into the kingdom to be God's children, and we look after them. They grow up to become the bride of Christ again. It's a vicious cycle. Almost forty years ago, I was born again as a new believer, and some old believers, some missionaries from America, looked after me and Pastor Da. They trained us from being a baby Christian, and we grew up spiritually. And eventually, they retired, and some of them has passed away to be with the Lord. And now, I and Pastor Da became. Parents in the house of God, we are the bride of Christ, and we train young people in our church to become mature, so that they can be beautiful bride of the Lord Jesus Christ. They can grow up to be very committed disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ. The church is both the families and the bride. The bride is so precious in the eyes of the groom. Is that right? So the church is so precious. So lovely in the eyes of the Lord Jesus Christ, He loved the church so much. His bride, He died for the bride, the church, and the bride should be really faithful and committed to the groom. The bride should not commit adultery, should not go out to love the system of the world, to serve Satan, to serve the world, but serve only. Her groom, the Lord Jesus Christ. You can see that the bride is a picture of love, commitment, the picture of faithfulness, loyalty, a lifetime commitment. God say, husband and wife, they should not divorce one another until death departs them. So the same thing, we cannot stay with Jesus until the last day into eternity. We are committed to Jesus as the bride, and He wants to cleanse us and sanctify us to become a beautiful bride by the power and the fire of the Holy Spirit and by His Word. We become more mature, holy, and righteous, and we commit less and less sin as we grow up spiritually. Revelation chapter nineteen verse seven. Let us rejoice and be glad and give Him glory. For the wedding of the Lamb has come, and His bride, mean the church, has made herself ready. You notice in the wedding, the bride need to make herself ready. She dress up with a beautiful cloth, make up on her face, make her hair beautiful, getting ready for the wedding ceremony. In the same way, we. Clothe ourselves with righteousness and holiness. We want to become holy and pure. We want to prepare ourselves 
to grow up to become more and more beautiful bride, beautiful in holiness and righteousness, with the characteristic of God, so that we will be ready to meet the Lord Jesus Christ when He comes back the second time. We need to grow up to become mature Christians. We should not be laid back bride, laid back Christians. We should not be the harlot, the church that commit adultery to the world, love the system of the world, bringing in the system of the world into the church, playing politics in the church, doing bad things in the church. Follow the way of the world. The church should be pure, holy, and really follow the way of God. When people join the church, they are trained in God's way. The Will be encouraged to live a holy life to become the bride of the Lord Jesus Christ. Revelation twenty-one verse two talk about the bride again and the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. I saw the holy city, the New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride, beautifully dressed for her husband. Revelation twenty-one verse nine. One of the seven angels. Who had the seven bowls full of the seven last plagues, came and said to me, "Come, I will show you the bride, the wife of the Lamb." You can see here the Book of Revelation, talking about the church, the wife of the Lamb, the bride of the Lord Jesus Christ. Brother and sister, we are together not just only the body of Christ; we are here together not just the family of God. We are all together to become the bride of the Lord Jesus Christ. We should give honor and glory to our groom, the Lord Jesus. We should seek holiness. We should love the fire of God to let the fire of God burn all the junk and chaff and dirty things of our life. We should love the Word. The Word is like the water that cleanses us to be pure and holy before the eyes of the Lamb. The Lord Jesus Christ, and we want to be ready to meet our husband, the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. We are the bride. The Church of God must be pure, holy, loyal, and faithful to the Lord Jesus Christ, the Groom of the Bride. She should commit herself to Him. So the Church is so precious in God's eyes. The Church. Is compared to the field. We are like seeds that fall into the ground and root ourselves in it, and the seed cannot sprout and grow to become a very fruitful tree if it does not root itself into the ground. We must commit ourselves to a local church that God lead us to become member of. We. Will grow spiritually and become fruitful in our life of ministry and our walk with God. John chapter twelve twenty four to twenty five. I tell you the truth: unless a kernel of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it remains only a single seed. But if it dies, it produces many seeds. The man who loves his life will lose it, while the man who hates his life 
in this world will keep it for eternal life. Again, God compare us like a seed. We die to our flesh. We die to our sinful desire, our own plan. We plant ourselves into the ground, into the field of God, the church, where there is a river of life. Go by. We root ourselves into that ground, that soil, or the church. We are not the tree that keep being pulled out here, plant here, pulled again, and plant here. We root ourselves in that church, and in that church we receive the living water, the Holy Spirit, the anointing, the Word of God, and we keep growing and growing to become a big tree, producing leaf and fruit in season and out of season, and many people around will come in to receive the blessing from us. We are like the tree of life. We are like the Olive tree, we are like the beautiful tree of God that produce fruit, because we root ourselves into the good, biblical, spirit-filled, holy church of the Lord Jesus Christ. Christians who don't commit themselves to a local church will not grow, will not become a fruitful tree. Will not be the beautiful branches of the vine that produce fruit. We need to commit our life to a local church. You can see here again all these symbols concerning the local church. Talk about commitment, love, and spiritual growth, and holiness. Another one that we need to learn about the church is that the church is the army of God. The church is so precious in the eyes of God. The church is compared to the army of God in Ephesians chapter six verses ten to seventeen. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in His mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the power of this dark world, and against. The spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms, talking about fallen angels here and Satan. Our real enemies are Satan, fallen angels, and demons. Therefore, put on the full armor of God. We are the soldier. We are the part of the army, so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And after you have done everything to stand, stand firm. Then, with the Belt of truth buckle around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith, with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation, and the sword of the spirit. Which is the word of God. You can see here that the, the Lord asks us to be His soldier, the soldier of Christ. Put on the full armor, not part of the armor, full armor of God, so that we can fight spiritual warfare in the kingdom. God says He gives us authority to trample on snake and scorpions. So you need to look at yourself not just as the bride who is committed and loyal to the groom. 
individually and as a group, as a church. We look at ourselves as a member of a family of God that we're going to love Him and love our spiritual Father that God assigned to us and love one another. And we are the body of Christ. We serve Him. We use our talents. We connect ourselves to the body. We are the seed that fall into the field, the church of God. But we are the soldier of Christ. We should know the word. We should build our faith. We should live a righteous life. We should put the helmet on our head. We can fight the spiritual warfare. Fight the spiritual warfare for our own life, for our family, for our church, and for people around us. We are the people of prayer and intercession. We know how to use the Word of God. We know how to use the shield of faith. We know how to use authority in the name of Jesus. We are anointed by the Holy Spirit. And we submit ourselves to the commander, the Lord Jesus Christ. We depend on His power and anointing to live on this earth. And we also submit ourselves to the commander in the church, the pastor and the elders and leaders that God ordains them and appoints them to be the head of each army of God, each church. First Timothy chapter 6, verse 12, Fight the good fight of the faith. Take hold of eternal life to which you were called when you make your good confession in the presence of many witnesses. Every Christian should see himself or herself as a soldier in the army of God. And the local church is an army to invade into the territory of the enemy, to save soul, to make disciples, to bring power of healing, to bring the power to deliver demons out of people, to bring the word of God, the truth of God to help people. And we, as soldiers in the same army, we should join together in unity. Everyone say unity. Without unity, the army will be defeated. To fight spiritual warfare. We don't fight with human. We fight against the enemy by using the name of Jesus and the word of God. Again, we don't speak bad words against Satan. We just resist him. We don't curse Satan, but we just resist. You cannot touch us. Get out of here. In the name of Jesus, amen. We resist him, and the good soldier will have discipline in their life, learn how to use the weapon, and obey their leaders, and work together as a team, protect each other's back. My dear brother and sister, please don't put a gun out to kill each other, to shoot at one another in the church. Don't gossip. Don't talk bad about your leaders. If God called you to be there, love your leaders and respect your leaders. Don't put a gun out to kill your own leaders by gossiping, talking bad, and cursing him or her. We should protect each other back. Our enemies is not your brother and sister and your pastor. Your enemy is your flesh, the system of the world, and Satan. We should protect each other by praying for one another, speaking the word of faith for one another, speaking the blessing to one another, and always keep each other in prayer. And we're going to expand the kingdom of God into the new territory, plant more churches, saving more souls, making more disciples, 
and see the kingdom of God expanded in our lifetime. We are the soldier. We are the family. We are the field together. We root ourselves in the field, and we are the bride of the Lord Jesus Christ. Wow, we are also the body of Christ. The church is very precious in God's sight, and as God loves the church, we should love the church. As God commits Himself to the church to the point He sent Jesus to die for the church, we should commit our life. To the local church, we should be the soldier, the bride, and the members of his household and a part of his body. Amen. Thank you so much. May the Lord bless you. I believe you will practice what you learn from this teaching, and you will begin to really serve the Lord and be involved in your local church with the spirit of love, commitment, submission, and honor. Let me ask you a couple questions. The first question is: From today on, after you learn that the church is so precious in the eyes of God, and there are many, many characteristics of the church, how are you going to live your Christian life from today on? How are you going to relate to your pastor, to the church? If you don't have a church yet to be a member of. You don't even know who your pastor is. What you gonna do? Do you find a group of Christians to join with and serve the Lord with them? Number two. How you gonna live your life to be ready to meet your groom, the Lord Jesus Christ? Are you ready if Jesus come back today or tomorrow? To meet you, are you ready? How are you going to get yourself ready to meet him as the bride of the Lord Jesus Christ? Thank you so much. God bless you, and I will see you in the next teaching. Next time, we're going to learn all good reason why we need to become committed members of His church. God bless you. Please listen to this teaching again and again. To build your faith, listen to all the teachings in the past. I believe that there are altogether forty-three teachings already in this series, and please listen to the next one as well. God bless you. May the Lord put His hand upon you, heal you. May the Lord give you prosperity, divine health, success, maturity, holiness, righteousness, breakthroughs. May the Lord give you the paybacks, what you have lost in your life. May the Lord give you restoration, and bless you and use you to be the blessing to your neighbors, people in your city and around the world. Thank you, Lord, for loving your people, Lord. Bless them in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Lord, and thank you so much. God bless you. See you again. We trust that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at two zero six two seven five one zero four two. You may also visit our website online at www.newhopeinternationalchurch.com. I'm so.
Oh, thirsty.